0: It is the Brotherly Love Podcast, back after the longest hiatus in the history of podcasts. Joe O'Donnell, John Mita with you. Johnny Mita, we're giving the people what they want. We apologize to our great listeners, the many of them that said, what the hell's going on? How you doing, brother?
1: I'm doing well. I mean, it's nice to know that, you know, that that people are thirsting for the material. And there's so much to talk about and get to. And, you know, I apologize, and, you know, to everybody that listens and follows yeah, let's, us. Yeah, let's just blame you. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a lot on me. I was, I went to <laughs> his wedding, which was lovely, outside of Paris. So that was like the first, you know, 14, to 13 days of the month. Then we get back. Then I have an event every single weekend. It was just absolute. The whole month of July was crazy. And here we are, August 11th, when August is getting even crazier. So. But there's so much to talk about, and there's so many good things to talk about. That—that's the beauty, Joe. I think that's—that's that's what gets me revved up is the fact that there's so many positives that we can talk about, especially in this crazy world we're living in with so much negativity.
0: Yeah, I hear you, brother. Um, I, I got to give a quick spread to love before I forget. You cooled that?
1: Yeah, give it to me.
0: And I, and I don't know if you saw this, but former Phillies pitcher Nelson Figueroa. Did you see this? No You remember Nelson Figueroa? Of
1: course I do He was We got Travis Lee
0: But
1: anyway, go ahead Sorry One of the
0: worst Phillies ever That bum That bum He retired eight years ago Okay all right. Now, I don't know if that's from MLB or whatever. I'm just going off headlines here. But sure. at, at 48 years old, yeah, so I guess he had to be pitching international. There's no way he was pitching at age 40 in, in the yeah. majors, or we would have known. At age 48, he came out of retirement to pitch in, a, in an Atlantic League game. He made the start, and threw a complete game at age 48 in the Atlantic League, did Nelson Figueroa. I believe he's the manager of the team, nice. uh, and they needed a starter and Nelson Figueroa came out through 119 pitches in a seven-inning complete game. They lost, um, but that's that's pretty crazy. Um, I thought you were going to say last pitch. That. He last pitched competitively in 2014 in Puerto Rico. 2011 with the Astros was his last nice. major league appearance. Love I thought Puerto something in the Atlantic League's Staten Island Ferryhawks. He's the pitching coach. And <laughs> he started a game for them because they needed a, bo- a warm body, essentially. So kind of crazy. Uh, but props to Nelson Figueroa, who nice. stunk mostly uh, as a Philly, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But is what it is. All right, John, let's, let's I, stick with what, do you, got? I
1: thought you, what do you got. I thought you were going to say he follows our podcast. I was waiting no, for the big no. crowning moment. Oh. No,
0: but we did have, you know, you and I, uh, we have an international listener. Oh, nice. Um, that we met on that boat ride in That's South right. Jersey. That's right. Um, he was fired up about the podcast and, and to meet us. Name is escaping me now, so I apologize for that. Uh, listening all the way out in Amsterdam. And, you know, I've been getting some texts from some of the crew, like, what the hell's going on? We need a podcast. So we do appreciate those that are sticking with us. And, uh, yeah, let's do this thing. Because, you know, it'd be appropriate, John, me to start baseball after I just dropped a little Nelson Figueroa on you. Absolutely. Because the fighting Phils right now are playing their best baseball and – I don't know. A decade is that fair?
1: Yeah, right. Well, completely fair. What do you mean? Absolutely, one hundred percent fair. Well, here's, played-
0: here's your here's your stat of the day. Then I'm just going to drop this on you right off the hop. Since June the first, the Phillies are 41 and 19. It's their best 60 game stretch since they went 41 and 19. From July 15th to September 18th of 2011. That, of course, is the team that broke the record for most wins in Phillies history, if I'm not mistaken, and ultimately bowed out to the Cardinals when Ryan Howard oh. blew out his Achilles in the final play of the season. That team was an absolute wagon like a wagon. And uh, <laughs> a I can't wagon. believe that this Phillies team is putting up numbers compared to that Phillies team that was Hunter Pence and Utley and Howard and I think Worth had left right cuz Pence kind of replaced Worth um, but that team was I mean it was the best team in Philly's history regular season wise and they didn't get it done ultimately came up short running into the Cardinals and I think the, I went to game one of that series at NLDS and Howard <laughs> hit a three hit a three-run shot someone late in the game maybe 7th inning um You know, Phillies were in that run of five straight division titles. Damn, that was a hell of a team. The fact that this team, without Bryce Harper, now I know they haven't played the toughest teams across baseball lately, but (laughs) last night they beat one of the best pitchers in baseball, in Sandy Alcantara. Um, So I know the Marlins stink, but he's a hell of a pitcher, and they rallied late to get the win. So the Phillies are 41-19 and since June the 1st. Joe Girardi, You suck.
1: Yeah. Is it Joe Girardi? You suck. Or T Thompson is the man. I don't know. You tell me, I think it's a little no, bit Joe of both. Sucks. Um,
0: no, no, it's Joe Girardi <laughs> sucks. John Mita, because look at the bu- look at the bullpen. All right. We talked about this. I couldn't no, the, figure out
1: oh the bullpens. Why fire. the pitching
0: coaches, the pitching coaches had changed. The p- players had changed. And over the last three years, including the start of this season, let's not forget the bullpen was atrocious. The last two years, the worst bullpen in yeah. baseball, arguably. And again, players and faces have mm-hmm. changed and pitching coaches have changed. And this year they come in with <laughs> a new cast of characters, and they still sucked to start the year. Now all of a sudden a new manager and the bullpen has got it figured out? Kind of look at it. I think uh, yeah. you know, John
1: Crock made a good point on last night on last night's telecast saying that I think the biggest thing changed when Corey Canable when they decided to demote him as the closer of the baseball team, he didn't gripe about it. He didn't cry about it. Just everybody kind of assumed their role, and now they everyone. It seems like everyone has a role. And I talked about this for like the last couple of years. And when the Phillies were successful, everyone, everyone had a defined role. And look at what they did at the trade deadline, too, Joe. What were your thoughts on what they did at the trade deadline? Because I think they 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 addressed a couple decent pieces that that are going to help this team. I mean, I they weren't big splashes, but I think it was just enough to kind of accelerate them you know, forward to, to, to sure. making a wild card spot.
0: Sure. And I think it was Larry Bo I heard an interview with recently where he talked about, like, you have to send the message to that to that clubhouse, right? You can't do nothing um, because they're in the race. And they didn't have the, the prospect pool or the or the ability to go out and get Soto or the biggest name out there, whatever. And that's fine. But they addressed everything. You know, Brandon Marsh had a big hit last night. He's an above-average fielder. Right. Um, you know, and, and then they needed a center fielder. Thank God we're done with Oduble Herrera. Thank God.
1: Yeah. And, exactly.
0: you know, Robertson is a nice bullpen piece, and Syndergaard's an experienced arm to help the rotation, especially if Eflin can't come back. So I liked Which, all the moves, and they exactly. didn't give up a ton as far as we know. They, you know, who knows? Who knows what happens five years from now? One of those kids right. turns out to be a stud, and you're like, "Oh God, you gave up!" You know the next great player for, for Noah mean, Syndergaard. I mean, for, I mean, the, it is what it is.
1: I mean, the fact that you just gave up Mickey Moniak for Noah Syndergaard, and I know it's not the Syndergaard that we've seen in New York Mets, aka Thor, who is just an absolute beast with just tremendous velocity and just Listen, if he could be your third starter, your fourth starter after Nola. And, and Zach Wheeler, I, I think we're for, even if he could be your fourth or fifth. I mean, it's it's going to help, and I don't think Eflin's ever returning I, again. He's so banged up right now with his knees. I wouldn't be surprised if he retires next year. To be honest, I mean, it's just you know a guess, but he just can't stay healthy. It's a shame. He's a decent pitcher, but but no, I I, I like the moves at the deadline, and you just love the confidence. And the other thing is too. As much as, you know, being a professional athlete has to do with this is what your job is, I think you also have to have fun doing it, right? Yep. Yep. If you're not having fun doing the job, then you're going to be miserable. Look at all walks of life and everything we do and everything that you do as a broadcaster. I'm sure you have outtake moments. You're laughing around. You're joking. You get to joke with the players. You make it fun for yourself. And these guys are having fun and they're confident, right? The whole team is feeding off confidence right now. Like case in point, right? They just locked the game down. I literally left after they took the lead. I went in, I took a hot shower, and when I came out, they were already on post game. Before, I wouldn't even hop in the shower. I'm like, oh my god, how are they going to find a way to blow this game? Right? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. going to blow this game. But right now, they have one of the top ten bullpens in all of baseball. They've been incredible lately. Yep, And and, that, and that's great Because now if the pitching You knew at some point the team was going to hit I mean they signed so many and, and listen I'm happy to see You know JT Real Muto He took some really harsh criticism early in the year Oh my god what a waste of a contract He's just going to eat alive You know this is why you don't let Bryce Harper be the general And now he's coming on strong He's playing better So Casolanos was In a huge slump after the all-star break, now he's, he's come. So, so it's just, and Schwerber's just been incredible with what, I mean, I mean his batting average is not fantastic, but he's come up with some clutch hits, clutch home runs. I mean, he's been great as advertised and it, and to get Segura back. And now, you know, Bryce Harper eventually is going to come back. And I just, it, it's exciting because we haven't had this feeling in 10 10- years, and it's hard to believe the last time this team made the postseason is ten years. It's, it's yeah. astonishing.
0: I the, think it's the longest drought in baseball. They're in the Mariners.
1: He goes on droughts like
0: that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do you right. think, John? Right. Me the last few years, last few years, they've had September swoons. Mm-hmm. How is this year? Mm-hmm. You know, how do they avoid that this year? I know we still have a lot of August to go, but how do they avoid that? This
1: year? Sure, sure. And listen, I think the major key. Is going to be how well can Aaron Nola pitch? You know, we've seen in years past that he's been great, and then it gets to September, and pardon the term that I always used, to like to use from that I got from my cousin Roy Mita on the golf course. Then he throws up on himself, you know. <laughs> uh, and, you know, folds right. So, so, so hopefully he can sustain and just keep rocking. And if he can do that. You, you know what Zach Wheeler is right now. The guy's, you know, top top 10 pitcher in baseball, maybe even top eight, top five. Um, he's been fantastic. If they can get the production that they've got from Aaron Knoll all year, I, I mean, who's to say we can't make this thing wild card? To say? You know, look at all the teams. In many pro sports, if you get hot, you get in, anything could happen. We've seen it happen in the NFL when teams have got that last wild card spot. We've seen a bunch of things. I mean, it, it could totally happen. So,
0: well, I'd the Braves say, and the Nationals were just two of the last, right. what, three or four World Series winners, and they did the exact same thing.
1: Exactly right. 100% correct. No we doubt. We
0: have to apologize to Alec Bowman. Oof! or do we wait
1: on that listen i love it just how incredible has that been right that story he his defense right as much as a butcher that he's been he's made some terrific you know plays
0: yeah and you said the word earlier it's confidence
1: it's confidence confidence. right it's
0: because look as a rookie as a rookie, we weren't ripping his glove. There no. were probably some questions, but he wasn't making two, three no. errors no. that I can remember a night. And he was hitting the ball. And I remember telling you, I thought this guy was going to be a three hundred type hitter and a great player for a long time. And then he sucked last yeah. year. There's yeah. no I mean, there's no other way to put it. It was below average by a lot. And the well, start this year, and... we all know how mm-hmm. it went. It was not good. He wasn't even guaranteed a spot on spring training. No. You know? I know, and we wanted to and, trade him, me included. And now, and now, yeah, I know it's only been ninety days or so, whatever. Probably, you know, I think our last podcast was like May twenty seventh. It's probably been about that time, right? Yeah, it's been a two to three month span, sure, where he's sure. hit over three hundred. Uh, I think he hit almost four hundred in July. Yeah, the defense is improving with it. Uh, still not a fan. Certainly. I think he's a, I think he's a soft individual, but we're starting to see a little bit of like grit to yeah. his game and, um, some passion to his game, not, not whining and slamming his bat when he strikes out and that miserable mopey face that we saw sure. that like drives us crazy. We're starting to see a little passion and some like aggressiveness and confidence from him. So at some point here, should he help lead this team to the playoffs and do some damage in the playoffs? We might have to rewrite another chapter in the Alex Bo- uh, Alec Bone book, and that's fine. Look, that's life, right? You can that's like somebody great. early, you can change your impression later, vice versa. <laughs> Athletes go up and down. Is this kid? If he stays with it, puts in the work, that's all we've ever asked.
1: Listen, that's it. Stays in, took took the criticism on the chin, and just worked his ass off to get better. Look at look at the Jim Salisbury interview with Castellanos, right? Had that huge blow up, right? Oh, did you hear the fans booing you? Blah, 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 Then they get into a heated exchange. Next thing you know, they shake hands the next day. Now Castellanos has been on fire. You know, there's something to be said for holding athletes accountable. Yes. We're not, you know what I mean? We're not going to settle for less. We use our harder money, especially in today's day and age, to go see you, to go see you perform. And listen, if you give all your effort, if you do everything you can to work hard, play hard, we're, we're going to have your back. You know, we'll be, you know, Philadelphia fan base is the biggest foxhole fan base. You know, yep. if you lay it all out there, we're going to jump in the hole with you and lay it out there too. It's that simple.
0: Amen. All right. So we'll stick with, uh, obviously future podcast, talking a little Phillies baseball, hoping for October baseball. No, that'd be absolutely amazing. Uh, let's talk some birds training camp underway. Sure. I, i I know you want to talk expectations and I got no problem getting there but I need to address something real quick yeah with these with these training camp uh, stats and these training yeah. camp yeah. hot takes and day to day it's all the offense had a day the defense yeah. had a yeah. day yeah I've had enough Uncle me, me too. Okay, and Elliott Shore Parks is at the front of the line, <laughs> and I've wanted to call WIP a hundred times recently. I've been listening a lot, and it's driving me crazy. John Marks, Joe camera, I, all the, um, oh, – I've yeah. had it. I can't handle it anymore. They don't – it's just painful, okay? Mm-hmm. It's painful. We haven't yeah. seen a snap. In the yep. regular season from this football team. And you got people <laughs> jumping off the bridge daily on WP about how they look. Oh, this team's going to take – oh, this offense. Can we yeah. see a snap? Uh, like uh, the first series of week one in Detroit, if they go three and out, I'll lose my mind. Yeah. But until then, chill out. Yeah. It's, go- it's driving me crazy, dude. Oh, hurts. Hertz isn't taking the necessary steps in training camp. First of all, it's practice. Second mm-hmm. of all, what are the, like? I'm sure they have a a progression and a schedule in place, right? Like we're not NFL coaches or players, so what the hell? Like, why does John Marks and all these other talking heads on WIP? Why do they think they know? This is what. Here's the other thing that drives me crazy. They're all with former athletes. These guys. The camera's all with John Ritchie. Why doesn't John Ritchie tell him? Shut your pie hole. You don't know what you're talking about. Why doesn't Ike Reese tell John Marks, you yep. don't know what you're talking about? Yep. They don't know what they're talking about, John Mita.
1: Because, because like, it's similar to, like, how the regular Mita is, right? If it bleeds, it reads, right? So, Ugh. it's what can they do to drum up the calls? And I completely No, I ac-
0: get that, dude, but they, there's, no. they don't even have topics. Every day it's just like, what do you expect from Jalen Hurts?
1: Uh, it, like, it, it, it's what do we noisy. expect? Listen. Ugh all the people that doubt Jalen hurts. Okay. For me, it's still an open book. Okay. Yes. It's a book. It's a book at getting ready to have the next chapter written. Okay. This year he has all the weaponry, all the arsenal, all the skilled players around him. One of the best offensive lines in football. If he can't find a way to get it done and show vast improvement as far as throwing the football, making decisions, quick decisions, Putting his teammates in better places to be. If he can't do all that, then we know we don't have the guy. For you to come out and read practices and all, oh, you know, I love LA Schwartz Parks. I mean, I went at him on on Twitter one time. I'm like, how can you equate that a team won a team scrimmage or a practice? Like, oh, the Eagles got the better of the Jets today. Like, we like nothing, nothing. Yeah. And in these practices, they're not going to show the real game plan, just like the preseason. Now. Well, I will say, well, I will criticize is the coaching staff. I'm sorry. If you don't want to hit, you don't want to get dirty, okay? Your your football team better – and here's a message to you, Nick Sirianni. Your football team better be prepared to come out like gangbusters from start to finish because I just got done watching the Hard Knocks, Detroit No, Lions, don't give okay? me – no, I don't Hold even on. want to
0: hear this. No, I know Hold where on. you're going.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Listen, you – listen – He has all these new weapons around him, right? Last year, he was in a different system from the year before. Now he has different wide receivers around him. If you don't give him game reps, if he plays less than, I don't know, 20 plays in the preseason, you are putting him at a disadvantage. I'm sorry. The only way to get better, and the only way you can simulate the speed of the game, is to be in a damn game. That's it. Practice doesn't matter. Whistles don't matter. You got to be in a game. You got to be in a game against real players, not thirds. So they have to put them in. What are you going oh, to say? I that, hear that. Joe? I'm,
0: I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Okay. Right. I'm fine with all that. Yeah. And I don't like the early in the season we're working out the kinks because the NFL season ain't long enough. Well, look okay? at how they started last year. I know you and start out doing crazy. Fun. Yes. And they play, use the schedule of their advantage to figure it out and eventually right. sneak in. I don't right. want, look, they have Minnesota at home week two, Monday night football. I don't know. If they're going to win that game. I, I don't. And so if you don't win in Detroit week one, now you're all in two or could be all in two. Right. And the sky would be falling. Big time. Now, could they go 0 2 and make the playoffs? Sure. I will not remind me of this. I will not go bananas if this team starts slow because I think they're good enough to turn it around. But, I don't like using the early part of the season as your preseason. Okay? So, I'm with you 100%. I'd rather them be ready to go. I'd rather them get preseason reps. I'm fine with all that. But I thought you were about to go down the path of, oh, I watch Hard Knocks and the Lions look like a a real fired-up team. The Lions, okay? I, I, and back to WIP for a second. John Marks the other day said it's a stone-cold lock that they're going to lose to the Lions week I one. I saw that. I don't Give me it. a break, okay? Listen, yeah. it's on HBO. Do you yeah. think they're going to make the Lions look embarrassing on HBO? Do you think they're going to show the parts of practice where the Lions stink? Do you think they're going to show no. stuff where Dan Campbell doesn't have his shit together? Excuse my language. No. 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 They're going to give you the clips that everybody's going to talk about. His F-bomb speeches. And yeah. a guy so. crying while he's breaking down the huddle.
1: Right.
0: All like, oh, the Lions. Give me a break. The Lions. I'm, not I'm you. you go they in and not... lose that game, you have no excuse to lose that game. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. The only thing is. You Let know, me so... ask you this, John Mita. If the yeah. Eagles, we all expect the Eagles defense to be better, right? A hundred percent. Like more than marginally better. Okay.
1: A hundred percent.
0: So two things for you. How the hell are the Lions going to put up points on this Eagles defense? If the Eagles defense is anything close to what we think they're going to be.
1: I'm with you. How? I, I agree.
0: Okay. That's one. And yep. two, and this is the one thing I've been wanting to call WIP about, and I haven't. And I'm sorry if this sounds like a, a ranting on WIP podcast so far for our listeners. but oh, it's like drive it. me crazy. Okay, but part two, like, how do you expect the Eagles offense to win every single day when the defense is supposed to be really good this year? Like, you want Hurts is going to go 14 for 16 with four touchdowns every practice? I'd be concerned about that then because then that means the defense stinks. Bradbury can cover. Slay can cover. The linebackers are better. And Devontae Smith hasn't even practiced for a week. So all these people, they're getting all worked up over practice numbers, give me a break. They want to see 40-yard bombs down the sideline. Well, if every practice there were 40-yard bombs for touchdowns on the sidelines, yeah, we might have the next coming, the Chiefs offense, but that would mean the defense sucks. Yep. No, I I agree.
1: It is. I I think the biggest question is, right, it's how do you quantify what's going to translate from practice, a.k.a. slash training camp, to what we're going to embark on and what we're going to see throughout the course of the season, it, it, it's, it's impossible to tell. You know, everyone's like, "Well, I still see the same Jalen Hurts." Well, you're not going to know until he gets in the game. So I'm with it. We got to hold court and see what
0: happens. Just my show question me, is, just okay. be ready. That's all I want okay. him to be is be right. ready.
1: Gotcha. So my question to you is this: Okay, what, what as far as Jalen Hurts goes, what is, and I want, I want numbers. I want stats for the year. And, and, and to win you over is he's the starting quarterback of the future for this football team moving forward. So I want you to give me the stats.
0: Last year was a nine-win football team. Uh huh. They are better on paper. Uh huh. And their schedule on paper is easier. If th- this team should win eleven games, period. Okay. And that—that's the bottom line to me. They win eleven games. They're getting in the playoffs. And to me, Jalen Hurts earns himself another year. I don't care as much about the accuracy issues. and Will it drive me crazy if he misses Goddard by eight feet over his head on a crucial sure. third down that most quarterbacks would hit? Yes. But I'll take the moxie. I'll take the leadership. I'll take the intangibles. I'll take the running ability. Yep. And I'll take that over, you know, a 67% completion percentage if he's at 64 on the year. Like, uh, to answer sure. your question on stats – I don't think 30 touchdowns is, is out of the question. 30-100? You know, I mean, is that rushing, with I mean, ru- rushing? No, no, no. Passing.
1: Passing. No. Okay. 30
0: passing. Okay? Okay. I, I don't like think it. that's out of the equation. That's less than two a game. Okay? Yep. That's like one to two a game. Yeah. You know, maybe a three spot and a one spot. You know? Right. Like sure. If he plays 17 games, mm-hmm. and I don't think 30 is out of the question. He mm-hmm. had 10 rushing touchdowns last year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. He I did? think he should be in that 8-10 to 10 range.
1: And he had, what, 16 touchdown passes? I think it was like 16-7, 16-8 to touchdown, um, interception yeah. so ratio. A,
0: so that's got to go up. Yeah, Passing touchdowns have to go up, but I think it can because Goddard's going to be the number one guy to start the year. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're going to work the middle of the field. And that's the other thing that's been driving me crazy, all these practice notes, mm. is everything's over the middle. Everything's over the middle. Well, guess what? From some of the stuff i read – Jalen Hurts barely used the middle of the field last year and wasn't very good at it. So maybe that's the emphasis this year in camp. And guess what A.J. Brown's really good at? Shedding tackles and taking a five-yard slant and turning Mm -hmm. into a 70-yard touchdown. And guess what Dallas Goddard's good at? Shaking tackles and taking an eight-yard, you know, little hitch over the middle and turning into a 25-yard first down. So I love the fact they're using the middle of the field in camp. I'd like to see more of it. That's where your bread and butter is. Yep. You've got a great tight end and a strong, big, wide receiver that doesn't mind blocking the run game and wants to run people over. So I think the smash-mouth mentality is going to be there. I think this team's going to run the ball, and I think this team's going to utilize play action. They're mm-hmm. going to util- utilize their quarterback's legs and ability, and they're going to use the middle of the field. And you got Devontae Smith, who's a sideline mastermind, right? Yeah. That kid knows how to work the outside of the field. Mm-hmm. And I think you got Pascal as a good third option. You got Quez as your downfield threat if you need them. Like, I expect this team to come out and be more well, you know, more well-balanced with a quarterback that's more mature and more experienced, and I think this team's going to be just fine. But I'm not going to make any judgments until I see how they come out and perform the first couple of weeks of the season.
1: I, I totally agree on many levels. Um, for me, I like your mark of 30 touchdowns. You know, I'd even take, you know, 25 to 28 and maybe 8 to 10. Uh, I think the defense is going to be a 10 times better. I think they'll be able to force turnovers. Uh, I think pressure-wise, as far as our defensive line, I don't think they're – you know, I know it's early. I haven't seen anybody else's defensive line. But if you want to take, you know, one to eight players top to bottom, I don't think there's a, d- a deeper defensive line in all of football. I mean, I know it's yep. kind of crazy to say, but – you know, just look at the people at the positions. You got guys that were starters that are now backups. So, um, so that's exciting. Um, just getting Brandon Graham back, just that presence, I think that'll be beneficial. And I think if they can first if they force more turnovers, like they were last in sacks last year. They were like like 29. I think they had right. like 29 sacks on the entire year. I mean, if they can improve that number by like 10 to 15 more sacks. Can you imagine how many more turnovers they force? How about the short fields? I mean, I think they're going to have decent, better return game. I think running back, I, I just, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the coaches go in I want to see him get creative with the offensive game plan. At the end of this year, you're going to know one thing. You're going to know, is Jalen Hurts the guy? It, it, you're going to see. This will be his first, you know, his second year as the full-time starter. And, and, and you'll see. And he will have every opportunity at his disposal to to see if he can get the job done. And the greatest thing of all time is if he is that guy, if he becomes a player like, you know, as good as McNabb was. Because if he can do that, we don't have to pay him a gazillion dollars. We can still keep improving our football team. And we have two first-round picks next year year to to bring some more talent into the program. So I'm excited. Um, I think people need to just chill the hell out. I love all these people to say hurts, not the guy. I'm sorry. It's 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 it's, right now. It's an incomplete test. Like you can't, you can't make that judgment. I don't give a shit who, excuse my language, who you are. You just can't make that judgment off. This is a small sample size, right? He only started all last year and he got four starts a year before that. Like, you know, this, this is his second year with this offensive system. We're going to find out, but we know he's going to work hard and we'll see what happens. Throw the dice, but, you know, I have big expectations for this team. I've been this excited about a football team in quite some time. So, except for maybe, like, when Carson was, you know, a rookie because we all thought, here we go. We have a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years, and we all know how that turned
0: out. Yep, yep. I will – the one question I will have, you talked about the creativity on offense. I want to see what that looks like because I don't know. You know, a lots been made about this Shane Steichen guy calling plays, and yeah. I think the book's out on him goes. Defensively, you know, we gave Jonathan Gannon a lot of crap last year. He was so soft, so vanilla. He has better players now. So there's no excuse to be sitting back and letting the good quarterbacks pick you apart underneath because now you have talent. You talked about the defensive line depth. We mentioned the linebackers. This is is the best linebacking court possibly,
1: you know, maybe in the history of the franchise. I know it's early. It's crazy to say that, but you remember some of the late nineties teams, like when they had like Carlos Emmons and, and Trotter and yeah, they, those were like some of the better linebacking course. Yep. But I'm very excited because I mean,
0: LaVon Kirkland would like a word with you. Jeff. Oh God. Kirkland. Oh. <laughs> He's still trying to chase down some of those Tampa Bay Buccaneers from that yep. title game.
1: And Lane Bishop. I mean, Blaine Bishop. Oh, still Blaine Bishop. Bishop. oh. Uh-huh, the hammy. Ouch. Oh God.
0: Oh, Anytime that guy got toasted, it was an injury. He's grabbing his leg. All right.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Um, all right. Real quick. Kevin Durant news. Yep. You drink in the Kool-Aid. The KD might consider the Sixers as an option and that they could possibly pull off some sort of deal for one of the best players in the history of the sport.
1: I mean, I'm more optimistic. I saw the photos. I get all geeked up on Twitter like everyone else. Like, but listen, it. it it, it stinks. Like, I love Tyrese Maxey so much. Yeah. And and the fact that we have a kid that I think is just just getting his feet wet in this league. Yep. To give him up would really pain me, as the Sixers are saying. And especially because it's like, oh, damn, it's the first time the Sixers got a first-round draft pick right in quite some time. Yeah, and I, I feel like I mean? he's
0: one of us. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he gets it. I feel like he puts in the work. He's a homegrown draft pick you know not a top 5 kind of guy but like he's worked on his craft the sky's the limit i feel like for that kid he seems very likable and then you'd be trading him within the division so you're going to see him a bunch down the line but i'm mm-hmm. um, i'm guess i guess i'm asking you what you asked me yesterday when we were talking about banging out a podcast you know obviously you're not are you blinking before trading him for kevin durant
1: no i can't i mean Kevin Durant is one of the greatest players the sports ever seen, and your window with Joel Embiid is like three years that you're going to get right, maybe. So now it's time to strike the iron hot, and you know maybe you get lucky again and find another Maxi. But if you can bring KD here, now apparently Brooklyn's asking for Embiid and probably Maxi. So Embiid, yeah. Yeah, that's what they're asking for, from what I understand. <laughs> so, Get
0: you know. them, Come
1: on. Well, well, no. friend mean, B,
0: Yeah. And okay. beat and, cool. and Maxi. All yeah. right. Well, like, just uh, Daryl Morey here. Uh, hey, I can't. I think we lost the connection. Uh, yeah. Help.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure he hung up the phone immediately. I'm sure he didn't pull, like, what he did for the Simmons. Well, trade. that's a little stay on, different. Stay on the damn phone, Mark. That's stay a little different. Phone. Sean Marks, yeah. So, we'll we'll see. Um, I think the Sixers are in a good spot because of – Why far would
0: as... – Okay, let's take this at face value. Uh-huh. If you're the Sixers, why would you ever trade Embiid and Maxi for Kevin Durant? You're not they... getting any better. No. Are you, are you a better team? Probably not. No.
1: Yep. Because
0: as much as you're getting in Durant, versatile shooter, yeah. big-time finisher, yeah. you know, great player, you just gave up your best player to get him. <laughs> and your best player is not just like – I don't know if you're whoever and you have Tobias Harris as your yeah. best player, right? Sure. Yeah. Like I it'd almost be like if I was Miami, mm-hmm. would I consider Butler for Durant, you know, maybe yeah. a swap. Maybe, but still yeah. it's like like did you get like the Sixers are trying to get over the hump. Right. Acquiring a player like Durant gets them over the hump unless you're giving up like what also helps you get over the hump, which is players to help Kevin Durant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in this case, a top five, top 10 for sure, player in the league and MV, Embiid, who should have been MVP at least once in the last two years. So, like, yeah, like, no thanks. If that's the case, keep, you know, good luck, Brooklyn. What, uh, we'll we'll I, just run it back.
1: I, I look at it this way, right? I, Boston, right? And, and, and Philadelphia. You know, early on it was Phoenix and it was also Miami, but he only wanted to go to Miami if they kept certain players like Bam and Jimmy, which that's not happening. Well, cause... I think
0: he's tight with P.J. Tucker, too, is what I heard. Uh, P-
1: oh, they're best friends. You know, that's why he went to go play basketball at University of Texas. So, yeah, Um, but we have more to offer. Like, we could offer Maxie, Tobias Harris, Thibel, and maybe find a way to muster out some draft picks. And what Boston can I offer would be like Jalen Brown, maybe Marcus Smart, and maybe some draft picks. So, again, who knows? But it's interesting. But we're going to see how this plays off. If they find a way to get Durant, Harden to go with MB, Embi- B, I mean, say what you want. I don't know if they'll win. It-, it certainly puts them in the driver's seat to be one of the one of the best teams in the NBA. If you um, had
0: if you had a handicap, when a trade for Durant would happen? Preseason, sure. You know, before the season starts, or mm-hmm. closer to the trade deadline. Which are you taking?
1: I I think the preseason. I think they'll know within the next month and a half. All right,
0: we'll yep. hold you to it. So sure. so if as long if it's Maxi and whoever and whatever picks you can yeah. muster out, yeah. and, You know, find from other trades. If yep. it's Maxie Harris and picks, or if it's you Thyble. trade Harris to get yeah. some picks and you go yeah. Maxie Thiebel and those picks are required. You, you know, MB
1: would never agree to go play with Ben Simmons again. So we know that was on the yeah, exactly. right then and there. Yeah. If that guy ever plays basketball again, by the way. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Well, he just left the group chat. So, Oh, my God. How about that?
0: And I he just be. split
1: from his girl. Shocker. Let me guess. He was cheating on her. Right. Anyway, All right, uh, good stuff, man. It was, it was you fun. It. it was fun. Uh, sorry, it took Back so in long. The saddle.
0: And, uh, and next time we do a podcast, we'll be officially Minnesotans. Okay. And uh, Minnesota, nice. I yeah. like it. And uh, yeah, good talk.
1: All right, sounds good. Thanks, fans, for listening, hanging in there with us. We'll be sure to bring you some more updated material as
0: we go here. Go birds! Go, Go birds!
1: Bills seventy-two nothing against the Jets
0: Friday night.
1: Love seventy-two it. zilch. I'm
0: gonna need some updates because you know those preseason games you can't find them streaming and you can't. Yeah, uh, I'm with when you when you're out here in Corn Country. You know, so shoot me a note if anybody anything notable happens.
1: All right, you got it, buddy. Good All right, drill. thanks
0: everybody for tuning in, John, me to Joe O'Donnell, brother love podcast. Till next time, we'll see.